The issues and views discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast are the sole opinions of the guest or host and do not reflect the views of any agencies or government offices. Persons discussed on the show may be fictional or exaggerated for comedic purposes. The Roll Call Room podcast is not responsible for any injuries sustained while listening to include but not limited to busting a gut, laughing until you cry, nausea, crying until you laugh, alcohol poisoning, and a sudden and intense dislike for those named Steve. Please use caution while operating a motor vehicle, as the podcast is not liable for any traffic violations or damage. This podcast is rated explicit, and listener discretion is advised. Epstein didn't kill him. through all the battling you got to go through to get to where you want to get, who's got the right to stop you? I mean, maybe some of you guys got something you never finished, something you really want to do, something you never said to somebody, something. And you're told no, even after you pay your dues, who's got the right to tell you that? Who? Nobody. It's your right to listen to your gut. It ain't nobody's right to say no after you earn the right to be where you want to be and do what you want to do. So if you don't love it, if you're not having fun doing it, you don't really love it, uh, you're going to give up. And that's what happens to most people, actually. If you really look at, 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 at the ones that uh, ended up you know, being successful, unquote, in the eyes of society and the ones that didn't, oftentimes it, it's the ones that are successful loved what they did so they could persevere when, you know, when it got really tough. And, and the ones that, that didn't love it quit. If you don't love it, you're going to fail. So you got to love it, you got to have passion. This kid's gonna be the best kid in the world. This kid's gonna be somebody better than anybody ever knew. And you grew up good and wonderful. It was great just watching every day was like a privilege. Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame. Like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Pain is temporary. It may last for a minute or an hour or a day or even a year. But eventually it will subside. 
and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it will last forever. And the problem with most of you, you never felt no pain before. Y'all spoiled. Y'all spoiled. Some of y'all spoiled. Just bottom line. Your parents have done everything for you. You never had to do nothing for yourself. You're spoiled. We're going to keep it real tonight. Some of you are spoiled brats. Every time you ever got in trouble, somebody in your house got you out of it. And so every time something get hard, you quit, you call mama. I dare you to take a little pain. I dare you. I dare you not to go home. Somebody said, I don't go home, I feel bad. Go, go through it. You ain't gonna die at the end of pain and success. You're not gonna die because you're feeling a little pain. So don't, don't worry about a little pain. Most of them are not doing what I'm doing. Why? Because it's not about where you come from. It's about heart. You come to a place where, you know, being smart ain't enough. You got to have heart. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast. And now your host, Nick and Mike. Epstein didn't kill himself. All right. Hey, 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 hey. Mike, how are you? I'm doing outstanding. I'm trying yeah. to get in here all week, man. I know. Thanksgiving episode was awesome. Yes, sir. It's good stuff. Ooh, good stuff. How, you, how you been, bud? Good, man. Good. Just living the dream on patrol. Yeah. <laughs> the heartbeat of America. Wait, man, that's Chevy, the magic. Right? Yeah, that is Chevy, but. They still right. haven't called. Oh, fuck. From DOA episode. All right. All right. I thought All right. they were going to call after your... Uh... All right. We're done. Ford. <laughs> need an expedition. <laughs> third row. Third row seat. Uh, you third gave up on seat. the camper with the uh, nah, the wrap outside? Nah, camper's still still a go, brah. I love the yeah, campers, Marcus man. Lamonis. What the fuck? Come on. I know, man. Oh, so this weekend, I went out to... Um, I went out to the Plains, you know, West, uh, you know, Front Royal Ugh. and uh, almost to West Virginia. And oh, it's fucking like? beautiful, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like small. There's like only a couple mom and pop shops. And, you know, you're in the middle of nowhere when there's only a, there's a gas station with only two pumps. Oh, my God. Yeah. And there are horses everywhere and they got like livestock exchange and shit. Did you touch the horses? No. Oh. Was, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, that country, but. Oh. I mean, it's beautiful. So we're looking at land out there, you know, but I need an RV to park out there. On the land. Out there? Yeah. You just going to buy land? Yeah. Buy the land and park it out there. Or get like a prefab house or something for like 150 grand. Throw that shit out there. You and like 3,000 other cops across the U.S. No, That's man. The I plan. mean, it's genius, bro. If you think about it, like I was talking to one of our guys today and I'm like, I'll get that. And then we'll VRBO that shit. What the fuck is that? Vacation rental by owner. Oh, I don't know, oh. VRBO? no, I don't know that. I'm not a fucking what? real estate mogul. Uh, I'm a cop uh, for God's sake. I, I can't. What you're lucky if I can stand. <laughs> you're lucky if I could afford a night at the fucking days in. Dude. Uh, fucking $39.99. There is. Brag. Brag Street days in. Uh, oh, <laughs> shit. No police work here. Uh, he's dead for two weeks. <laughs> 
uh, it's too much enforcement going on over here. Shut it down. Shut it down. Do you remember when there was uh, there was a uh, prostitute that was found there dead, and uh, they had been running a train on her while she was dead? Oh, yes, I yeah. do remember that. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, they had like she had been. But do you still died, pay? died the night before? And they were like still banging her because yeah. they, they were like smoke doing heroin or whatever. But do you still pay? <sighs> well, I mean. And there's no more contractual. It's like a Costco that, return policy. There's no more contractual agreement at that point. Well, I mean, well she's not going to small claims court. Well, her business tanked. Shut it down. Shut it down. Oh, but it's like the joke you told at the morgue for the DOA story. Uh, yeah, dead zone. Yeah, dead zone. Got a lot of good feedback about DOA, man. Well, really, really good. It's trending yeah. really well. It is trending, trending well. really well. It shot up real quick. Everyone, you know, at work, they're like, dude, when's the next one coming out? When's the next one coming out? And you know, I, I think that's just awesome in itself. The funny thing is, is like we talk about this all the time. And um, yeah, we, you know, our agency is like main listeners, like a lot of guys inside of our department listen and stuff like that. But they're not our only listeners. Yeah. They're, they maybe account for like 130 listens. Yeah. And we're up to over 4,000 now. That's, that's which insane. Is fucking surreal. That's insane. It's I don't insane. even know 4,000 people. I don't. Yeah, I don't even I mean, know 40 yeah, people. It's, it's it's insane, but it's not insane because this is like... It's the message. Yes. But here's 100%. the thing. Can I cut you off? Here's the thing, though. Are you listening to it or are you listening to it? Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Are you are you listening to are it as, as background saying? noise or are you hearing the message? Yes. Because I can tell you from getting tons of Twitter inbox messages and on Facebook... Uh, there was a lot of officers out there that want to say stuff that can't say stuff. And we're not saying anything about our agency that would warrant uh, being shut down. But um, officers out there are struggling. They're struggling. Yes. yes, yes. Um, the comedy is is the best medicine for that. Um, hearing stories and, and knowing that your jurisdiction isn't the only one that has a hooker that gets banged while she's dead for for all night. I mean, you're going to hear this and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I had one of those or, well, hopefully you didn't. But if you did, message us, Nick at RollCallRoom.com and Mike at RollCallRoom.com. <laughs> yeah. Hit us up. We want to hear about We want to hear that shit. We love we love hearing uh, you folks out on Twitter. And uh, the best part is, is that this podcast isn't just catered towards uh, law enforcement. I got a lot of people from emergency communications. Yes. Uh, our fire personnel, even though Mike made fun of them in the DOA episode, I don't sanction that. <laughs> I appreciate the hey, firemen listen, and what they do. Nobody made fun of them. I'm just telling you. Them, did. Like, you listen, did. brother, I told you before, I spread facts, not hate. Okay. All There's right. A well, difference there. now because of you, now it's we have to have a representative from the fire department come in here and we're going to have a debate. Yeah, bring it on. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Well, they bring have to on. wake up first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bring some chili and a Dalmatian. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Mike. That's how they do it in the fire department, no? Well, and they're uh, at cookouts. They got nice boots, but they work forty-eight hours they straight. Do. I'll give them that much. Yeah, yeah, they can't leave. They can't go yeah, home. And they're miserable when we call them. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when it's like, look, you're up. not here for me. It's them. It's yeah. this guy. Yeah. Now they send a truck and an ambulance yeah, out. Like, I feel so miserable. bad for them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, this little girl has a fever. Yeah, and they're like, really? What? No, the engine can go in service. Get out of here, guys. <laughs> it's gas. terrible. I feel bad for them. Yeah. I feel bad. Also, yeah. Mike, super excited. Uh, we have video. Nice. Hi, folks uh, out there. Uh, we debated back and forth if we were going to do video. We put it to a vote with our fans. Give and the people what they want. Yeah, unanimously, you guys wanted it. Uh, give them what they want. 
So um, today's episode is labeled Paper Leaders in a Rainstorm. And I told Mike about this because um, uh, we were having a conversation about somebody and I said the phrase and I quickly uh, went to my phone and I copied it down and I said, hey, I got We got to make this an episode. So it's quasi leaders, too. Right, Mike? Kind of. Kind I mean, of, I think we're going to elaborate on it more because there's a lot of people, you know, coming up. And, it's, and it, let me back up one second. There's a lot of people coming up to me that because I haven't been I've been at the track. Yeah. So I'm just like kind of transitioning back. I'm seeing people in passing and stuff like that at headquarters. And what's awesome is that when people catch me one on one and they're like, don't be fucking Steve, bro. Oh, my God. They love that yeah. shit. T-shirts are coming, folks. Yeah, We're working yeah. it out. Hashtag no, not Steve. Hashtag not Steve. It's in Steve. the pipeline. Yeah. It's on the list. Yeah. And I'm just, I, I get the same thing uh, when I'm walking through the head, uh, through headquarters and the majority of them are commanders. Like they're, they're really like, are you fucking talking about me? <laughs> and I'm like, you just proved the point why they the podcast exists. Yeah. And the answer to that is I can't answer that for you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to, to believe you that to you're not Steve. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. The, Figure I, it out. I, that, that reminds me, I'm listening to leaders on my way into work the other day, and I had to text Mike while I was driving. I know it's terrible. I shouldn't do it, but I did no. it. And there's a part in there where a certain commander had said to me, I can't listen to it because then I have to do something. And Mike, <laughs> without even missing a beat, goes, what, like self-reflect? I almost steered <laughs> off of 95 into a guardrail. Yeah. It's freedom of speech, dickhead. Oh, it was terrible. It was. Te <laughs> I text Mike and I was like, yo, minute 57 or whatever the fuck yeah. it was. I was like, fucking priceless. Because it's it still so true. true. So fucking But true. I'll tell you, um, we're not, Steve's don't just exist in our agency, I've gotten messages from people all over the place. A message uh, from from several different place people saying, um, "I got fucking Steves all over the place in my agency." Yeah. We all do. That's what's awesome. the The thing about it is, if you're listening to this and you hear the stuff that we're doing, like you might be Steve. If if you're doing it, stop. Yeah, it doesn't mean that it. you cannot come out of being a Steve. Yeah, uh, it's funny, man, because guys will be like, "Hey, hey, hey." Like, you know, they're like, hey, that dude, yeah, that's Steve. That's Steve. That's <laughs> who you're talking about, right? That's who you're talking about, I right? called dude Steve on a call for service the other day. I was like, you're being a fucking Steve, man. <laughs> and the guy like, what? I'm like, you're, you're not listening to the podcast? You should fucking su subscribe, I'm like, listen and learn. You're being a fucking Steve right now. It's Fix it. Steve. Fucking. He's like, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I'll try. No, nah, dude. I mean, it, it's such a, it's so like. And then I had someone, you know, ask me this question. They're like, what are you doing this for? Yeah. And I'm like, what, I get that. what do you mean? Like, what's your end game here? And I'm like, like, what's your purpose of this podcast? And I'm like, the purpose of this podcast is to bring awareness of this culture that's been, that's, that's indoctrinated us. It's across the board. It's in law enforcement everywhere. Yes. It's not just here. Like I said before, I'm, I'm an instructor at the track. There's 17 different jurisdictions there. Those guys come in, they share stories. It's it's like a fucking groundhog day. Yeah. It's the same shit everywhere. And the problem is everyone, it's the same shit with leaders. Yes. You know, it's the same thing. And we're going to have another segment here. We're going to talk about when we were sergeants and why we chose to come back down, at least me personally, because there's a lot of people that ask why I took a voluntary de demotion. And I think I'm going to get personal on this thing and I'm going to share that. 
Mm-hmm. Because people need to, you, you know, real recognizes real. Yeah. And th- and people want to hear that. They want to they want to see what it is for what it, you know what I mean? But the realness thing- for what it is. And it's nothing again, it's nothing against the agency. You know, it's nothing against our chief. Um, but it's just the culture. Yeah. It's gone, you know, over the course of the last decade, it's like evolved into something that it's almost like borderline. Like, I didn't sign up for this shit, man. Yeah. It's it's so sad to see such a profession that people have lost their lives for depreciate so much. And, and and it also goes to why the suicide rate is so high right now. The last I saw it was at 201. Um, if you don't think that the reason why, a good portion of the reason why folks are doing that stuff, uh, committing suicide in law enforcement, they spend more time at work than they yeah. do with their family. That's true. And if at work is fucked up, and they're driving and in, driving into work, and they dread coming in, and you're fucking steving them every opportunity right. that you get, you're making right. their life miserable. And I'm going to get personal too, uh, which is is how and why I left the agency. Yeah, I yeah. I hated going into work. Yeah. I I hated. I would get physically nauseous. Right. going into work. Right. right. And, it, and, it, and it's systemic. It happens when you're around toxic leadership. Yes. And it, and it's not everywhere across. I mean, it's the majority though. Yeah. Because I know guys that have gone to like a smaller agency and they're like, and the, and the leadership is different and they have strong leaders. Yes. And they fucking love it. Because but, I, like I talked to a guy today, <clears throat> you're not, you do it, like, yeah, you want to do it for, you know, self-gratification, you know, recognition, whatever motivates you to do the job. Yeah. But if you got a strong leader, you're going to fucking almost lay down your life for that guy. Absolutely. And I've worked for you those know, type of people. fucking Valhalla, bro. Mm-hmm. To the gates of hell and back. Let's go. Here, here's another thing. You have not been a sergeant now for a while. I haven't been a sergeant for going on eight months. I still have people that worked underneath me or worked around me right. that have the utmost respect. Mm-hmm. The other night, um, my group and I, we got into some uh, some shit. We got a gun off the street. And um, I turn around. I turn to one of the officers. Now, this, this is an officer that's been there five, six years. And I said, hey, great fucking job. You did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Mike, I, it choked me up because he turned and he goes, that means a lot coming from you. Yeah. You don't yeah. need stripes. You don't need a butter bar. Right. You don't need stars on your fucking shoulders. Yeah. It resonates as you being a leader inside of your agency without promotion. You right. don't need that promotion to right. be a leader. You don't. Yeah. No. And it, <clears throat> you know, it's just with each other, man. Like, you know, um, police each it's other. It's so much. Yeah. You know, please each other, help each other out, build each other up. Yes. We're so critical with each other. And yeah, we, you know, the Steve thing is fucking hilarious because there is Steve's out here. Yeah. Because you choose to be a fucking Steve. Yeah. That's the problem. Don't be Steve. Choose to be somebody else. Choose to be greater. Build your fellow officer up. The other thing I noticed, too, is there's a lot of guys coming to me on the sideline, which is why I love this fucking podcast. It was supposed to happen. Like, this was meant to be because the culture of walking on eggshells, now the rules have reversed. Yes. Yes. As to where we walked on eggshells before. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to get written up or I don't want to violate or I don't want to do this. Or if I do this, this might happen or I yeah. do that, that might happen. Or if I pull this car over, it might look this way. Yeah. Or if I pull too many of these people over, it portrays me as this. When in fact, we're getting away from the basic principles of why we're in this fucking profession. Yeah. We're the thin blue line. 
between fucking reality and anarchy. Yes. People don't understand that. De- Detective Mario sent me something um, today, and um, uh, I wanted to read it, and it goes right into what we're talking about, uh, and he wanted production credit for it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Fuck him. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. This is on? Fuck. This guy. Um, uh, Nikki said that, Mario. That was not me. <laughs> You're my boy. I'm your union rep. Um, well, there's a couple, there's a top 20, uh, get through those dick pics and find what he said. uh, Taking 10 hours in your phone here. Let's go. People are waiting. The Uh, fans want what the fans want. 20 undeniable truths of law enforcement. Um, number 10, uh, is laughter is an emotional aspirin. This is good because officers are hilarious and possess a sense of humor unmatched by any other profession. That's us. Thank you. That is, that is us. (laughs) Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, fuck. Where did it go? Today, Junior. Fuck you. What's that from? What is that from? You can't even read. I'm still fucked up with your dick pic comment. Dude. Yeah, I'm fucking, you fucked me up. Today, Junior. Oh, here it is. Number five. A police officer is where the constitutional rubber meets the road. We ensure that Americans remain a free country by the way that Amen. we police. Amen. And the reason Damn why I brought right. that up, yes, yes is what you were fire. saying. What you were saying. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. So, Detective Mario, I appreciate you uh, doing that. And I don't know why Thank Mike you, said fuck that guy. I'm, I'll what talk to him. I'll talk Just to him. Play after. it back, bro. Ten seconds. I'll talk it. And, and I'd appreciate it if you stop calling us a podcast, Mike. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you call it by its correct name. What is that? podcast oh yeah podcast i won't just uh, yeah. please That's okay some, we talked about that offline some some clowns at work oh you have a podcast <laughs> yeah it's fucking hilarious yeah yeah so funny ha <laughs> ha so funny don't be scared <laughs> hey do some self-reflecting but hey you're listening that's what oh, yeah I'll, t- I'll take the click <laughs> yeah i'll fucking take that click all day long thousand ten views yeah we'll take it keep it coming that's like the keep that's like listening. yeah it's like on uh fucking yahoo when there's like a thing on there uh see uh megan fox's new boob job and you click it and it's like hey uh listerine is on sale two yeah. for one you like you fucking click baiting motherfucker dude going back to what you're saying about the whole you know the the, the what what are actually purpose you got to figure out what our purpose is and I have this written down here, and we were just talking about this, is that, yes, this is the profession. This is what we signed up for. This is what we're here to do. However, people need to realize, our civilian listeners need to listen to this. There is a major, major issue going on right now in law enforcement, and that guys with 10 to 15 years of service are fucking walking away from the job. Yeah. With because tons of experience. Yes. Phenomenal yeah. people, officers, leaders that saying, you know what? And a lot of them are putting that shit on YouTube and they're like, listen, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I can't do this shit anymore. They're trying their hand at something else. Something that it was like, you came in, at least my mindset was like, all right, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do it well. I'm going to stay humble Yeah. and never fucking forget where I came from Yeah. and just let my work speak for itself and just, you know, shut my fucking mouth survive field training yeah with gh yeah <laughs> which is like oh, an accomplishment in itself 
You yeah. know what I mean? Getting That's through PTSD that guy. right there. Yeah, getting through that guy, getting fucking recognition from that guy. Yes. Phenomenal job. You did a great fucking job. You know, rites of passage, however you want to call it. To get to that point, to get into every specialized unit that I ever wanted to be in due to my work ethic. Just yeah. fucking come in and beating the block, bro. Yeah. Making a difference in the community, being present, showing these people that we're out here like we're dedicated to our profession. Yeah. But there's so many, we're a dying breed. There's, we're like the last of the fucking Mohicans, man. We're getting run out of here. And it's, you know, I'm grateful and I'll, I'll give him a shout out in here because I told him I would that my first line sergeant right now is a fucking cop's cop. Yeah. He's a New Yorker. Yeah. He's a good fucking dude. He calls it like he sees it. He handles bullshit complaints. And the best thing about it is like, you know, I'm like, hey, this is, don't, don't worry about it. I'll handle it. I mean, that's the fucking best thing you can say to your guys as a sergeant. But I also think that. I don't he, want you to worry about this. Yeah. I'm going to handle. And I think that he suffered the same wrath you and I suffered when we were sergeants, which is that kind of guy has no business being in yeah. management. You're, that, we're the last that, of our own dying yes. breed, bro. That the guy, end of it. That guy doesn't belong um, above the three stripes. And that's a, that's a terrible yes. mindset. And I don't think it's the upper, upper echelon that's doing that. I think that there are people with hidden agendas more in the middle that well, are preventing personal that from vindictiveness happening. is Absolutely. what it is. Absolutely. Because I think when you are not all about the life of fucking over your people, you are not very well trusted in the brotherhood. What it is, it starts on patrol. Yes. This is where these little things begin. It's funny because when you come in, and, and I, I had this written down, we respect the rank, not necessarily the person. As the Amen. person, you got to earn that shit. Amen. you got it based on your work performance. I'm, I'm the kind of guy, what is this guy? Everyone's going to say something about everyone like we just said before. Like law enforcement, it's just them. Oh, everyone's a class A person. This piece, did you hear what this fucking dummy did? Did you hear what this idiot did? Did you hear what so-and-so did? Okay, but or don't when you're first new at an apartment, don't this guy's a piece of shit. This guy's this, this guy's, and they always share stories and what they heard, or what they witnessed, and shit like that. Yeah, it's to, it's the culture. It's yeah. the culture putting everybody down to put yourself up. Yeah, oh, look at me. I I know all the dirt on everybody. I'm fucking better than everybody. Blah blah blah. You sit back and like, bro, what, what the fuck have you done here? Yeah, what are, what have you done here? Yeah, what's your work life like, bro? Let me see your resume, bro. We see a lot of that with union stuff, which is is people that perpetuate rumors. Um, right. It, it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, you 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 hear of people talking about facts that aren't even remotely, yeah, the facts. But but th this is where it starts. Going back to my point, my point is is that this is where it starts. So these Steves that are out in the field and these real cops recognize like that guy's a fraud. Yeah, that guy's a clown. He's the last one to get on scene when there's a shit's getting hot, when there's, you know, an active fight in progress or this dude is like dodging fucking pulling traffic because he doesn't want to take a call because he's incompetent. Yep. And guess what? Now this guy's got enough tenure and he's like, I want to promote. Yes. And now this guy promoted. Maybe he did better on the test than the hard charger. Yeah. Now he's got the one up on the hard. Now it's like, all right, motherfucker, I got some for you. You called me out on the street. You did this to me. You made me look like an idiot. Now I'm going to pay that shit right back yeah. to you. Yeah. Now I'm going to make your life. Now when you want something, now when you want it, now that person is a lieutenant. Now they're a captain. Now they're a deputy chief. Now they're the chief of police. I mean, this is, this is how it goes. It's a domino effect. Yeah, I think, 
I've seen a lot of those promotions where the person was that Steve on the street and now yeah. they're in leadership positions. And then those are the ones that kind of skyrocket up yeah. that, go, that, that go all the way up to the top. Yeah. And it's terrible because they were terrible decision makers when they wore the, the gun and badge as a, as a regular patrol officer. And now they're in leadership positions making major decisions. Yeah. And they're detrimental. Major detrimental. budget, special operations, special assignments, who to put your, your chess pieces on the board, who's going to be your all-star, who's going to go here, who's going to go there. But the problem is, like I said before, real recognizes real. Yeah. If these guys have never done the job. Yeah. How the fuck are they going to know what a, what a real cop looks like? Yeah, but they'll tell you that they know. That, oh, that, they think they yeah. fucking yeah. know, but they have no idea. But I will say this. I think when you have a chief that's got a lot of time and that's seasoned and they are a wartime chief that they've been through shit, they can tell those paper leaders in a rainstorm. I think they can call you out. And basically the way that they do it is they put them in positions that they are inept to handle and he, they watch well, them they get them out of their comfort zone. Well, exactly. They self-destruct. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, exactly. well, you said you're fantastic. You said you're the fucking best man yeah, in this This is place. what they do. This is what they do. Oh, hey, here's your, well, that's not my problem. That's not in my bureau. That's somebody else's problem. They want to put off the blame on someone else, and they're not going to take initiative to fix problems. And that's the best way to handle that, is put that person in a position that's outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. And if they, if they swim, then they got it. If they don't, they don't. And, yeah. and that's the problem when you promote... And it's same, I mean, but that's the same. It, it has to be. I feel like almost there needs to be some sort of field training unit when you get rank, like as you move up. Oh, absolutely. Some absolutely. sort of accountability, bro. Absolutely. I mean, and, I mean, call me a dickhead if you want, whatever. Like I said, my wife calls me worse. I love you, babe. But, you know, it, it, it's Jesus. like, I almost think like if you hit like 20, 25 years of service, you should almost reapply for your fucking, if you're eligible to retire. Yeah. And a lot of guys, some people I've had this conversation, they don't agree with it, but I don't give a fuck. You should be able to re, re, reapply. If you're in a strong top leadership position, what happens is people forget where they come from. They become stagnant and they fucking sit. They become complacent and they do nothing for the good of the order. And they hold the spot. And that destroys morale and progression. So at, if you're eligible, maybe put you in front of a board of officers. Yeah. And they, they decide whether you stay in a position or whether you're not. <sighs> could you imagine that? Across the Why U.S., not? could you imagine? I mean, it oh, would you'd fucking... Lose, you'd lose. Bro, I've, I've even got this written down. It's like, if law enforcement was a business, yeah. it'd be fucking bankrupt. Yeah. Weak yeah. leaders. Especially... Weak yeah. leaders. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how you get... That's how you tank morale. Yeah. People, like going back to what I said, people will come in and want to work for the guy that's in front of them, leading them from the front. Yes. Because if you hit that door, I'm coming right behind you. Yes. If you're a shitbag and you're like, hey, let me know what's in that door. <laughs> you're on the on the sideline. Yeah. You go first. Let me know what you get. Yeah. Let me know what happens. Yeah, if I don't hear from you, I'm not going to go in. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah. my God, thanks. Send, say, hey, send me an email. Hey, send me an email from inside. From inside. From, from the active shooter. Hey, send and me then, a text. Uh, and then I'll put it on the uh, watch log and I'll use, put it out as a use bulletin. The, use the WhatsApp app. Dude, it's, I mean, again, it's freaking, it can be fixed. It can be fixed. It can be reversed. It we'll can get be there. Reversed. We'll get there. This is only the first season. We'll get taking there. a break. Yeah, let's what take a break. In, what are you taking us on? What do we got? Yeah. Shout out to my boy Miles. Who? My boy Miles, man. 
He fucking wanted this song. This oh, one's for wow. you, bro. Let that shit rock. Because we're renegades. Oh, Motherfuckers say that I'm foolish. I only talk about Jews. Do you fools listen to music or do you just skim through it? See, I'm influenced by the ghetto you ruined. The same dude you gave nothing. I made something doing what I do through and through it. I give you the news with a twist. As we watched our nation's first responders suffer, our team decided to take a stand. We formed the Araya Guardian Foundation Incorporated to provide real solutions to the mental health epidemic that is plaguing the men and women in uniform every day. With the war on police, lack of training, weak leadership, and poor morale, our responders are suffering on multiple levels. The mission of the Araya Guardian Foundation Incorporated is to provide programs and assistance to our men and women at any cost. We will only grow with the help of our community members' generous donations. Please visit tagfink.com, T-A-G-F-I-N-C.com to make your donation now. Be their first responder. They need you now more than ever. Save their lives because they would save yours. Visit tagfink.com to make your donation and help support the mission. Look, look at me. Army with harmony. Oh my God. Welcome, uh, welcome back, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Mike is over- 97, kid. Oh my God. Mike is over here. Like, shit rock. Like angry gang head bopping. I would, I would subject stop you. <laughs> I would subject stop you and ask you for your ID. Uh, while I ain't I, got no ID, cuz. You better fucking show some ID. <laughs> Things are I know about my to get rights. fucking rough. I know my oh, rights. Oh, you do? You yeah. do? What are you, a criminal justice major? Yes. Yeah, at the community college, right? Yes. Yeah. I went to the Things are uh, about to get Johnny Cochran School of Law. Okay, well, he's dead, and you're stupid. <laughs> I got my master's at the Cochran firm. Did you? Yeah, that's working real good for you. You're in a crack <laughs> den, you fucking idiot. <laughs> that was actually a live it. subject stop right there. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's pretty yeah. much... You better fucking show some ID. Uh, I know the law. Shit. I know the law. Dude, that's funny stuff, man. I was actually on a, um, so I get a call today for, you know, um, five juveniles smoking marijuana behind an apartment building. It's not legal here, folks. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, how do I, like, do I do the senior route and just come around the corner with screeching tires of my sirens blasting so they all <laughs> fucking run? Oh, shit. So I'm like, oh, they're GOA. Why is that cop car going only two I, miles an hour? Or do I go like old school and park like two blocks away and, and walk up on it? it? So the Steve way or the, yeah, exactly. the real way? <laughs> the Steve way or the police way. So I was like, I got to get to bro, the I ain't going to lie to you, man. I was like, I got like no sleep last night. So I was like, Ugh. Ugh. you know, I contemplated it. I pulled over. Dude, the old me would have been like fucking... No headlights on, you know, drive, <laughs> scaled a 10 foot fucking fence. I got your ass. Been like, headquarters, can I get another channel for talk around? Got your ass. I got visual on them. Start another unit over here. Stage Hold here. Hold the air. Here. 
hold you know, the fucking air. you know fucking set up this elegant takedown. But um, now I'm just kind of like, uh, so I said, you know what? I'm gonna do this the old school way. So I, oh, so I, so I uh, parked like two buildings away, and uh, the property manager guy is like standing in front of the building, like wondering why I'm so far, because mm-hmm. I I can still hear him up there. And I'm like wet, waving him over. I'm like, come here, dude, come here. And the guy's like, oh, they're right here. They're at like pointing right here. And I'm like, let's chill the fuck out. Oh like, come here. God. Come here. And I'm like, you know these guys? I'm like, who are you? He's like, oh, I'm the property manager or whatever. I was like, all right, cool. He's like, I've told them don't come over here. They're smoking weed right now. They're smoking weed right now. I'm like, all right, all right. So the other uh, female officer rolls up and uh, old school cop, love it. And she's like, what do you want to do? You want to approach up here? You want me to hit the back? I'm like, yes. I'm like, hit the back. Get hit it. The back. Hit the back, right? So it's broad daylight, you know what I mean? It's fucking one o'clock. And um, the two buildings face each other. And you walk up, you know, so I came up, you know, off the fucking, you know, off the sideline. And literally, I, I bullshit you not, bro. These guys, there's all five of them are sitting at a picnic table. Just smoking? And my man was like this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, blunt in the air. What? Yeah. And he was like, and they were like, yeah, they have music going and shit. And he's hitting the blunt, and he's like, right here, bro, like still holding it in, like right here, bro. And his boy's like, you know, hitting that shit. Oh, and I'm shit. like, yo, let me hit that next. And bro, this fucking crisis. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, shit. And he fucking, I was like, don't even fucking think about running. And they were like, dude, they were like 15. These oh, guys had like never been worst. stopped. Nah, it's, honestly, dude, they like, let me back up. Most of them were 15, 15, 16. One dude was 18. Mm. And the guy that passed the blunt was the fucking 18-year-old. Nice distribution. Yeah, distribution. Yeah. Delinquency of a minor. Yeah. Right? Stupid fuck. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what do you I'm like, what I'm like, no, you know, don't put it out now. And they're like, oh dude, we, you know, it was fucking Jesus. great, man. It was like one of the, you know, it was like old it was like flashbacks. Yeah. You know real I mean? police work? Yeah, and then like a couple more units showed up, and I'm like, this is what it's all about, dude. Yeah, and so... And made them call their parents one by one. Oof. They're like, you know, I'm like, who's worse, mom or dad? Oh, my dad. Good, call dad. Call dad. <laughs> call dad. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, no, no. Fuck. And I'm like, yeah, call your fucking dad. So we all released them, and they're all, they're all skipping school, fucking smoking dope and shit. shit. But it was prices. Parents come like, down to the scene? Yeah, and it wasn't like 10 hours. You know, actually, the one mom, like, wanted to FaceTime the kid. Oh. Bro, this was hilarious. The mom was like, who are you with? And he was like, oh, just some friends. She was like, I want to see them now. Oh, yeah. shit. And he was like, no, friends. And she was like, turn the fucking phone around and oh. show me what friends, or I'm not, or you're not getting this phone back. What? And like all his buddies were like, nah, chill, bro. And he was like, I gotta do it. And fucking chill. Oh, shit. <laughs> all their faces. I'm sorry, mom out rules. And I, I like leaning and I'm like, hi mom. <laughs> yeah, waving and shit. <laughs> but I was shit was priceless, dude. They're like, dude was just hitting that shit. He was like, here, here, cuz. I'm like, yo, let me hit that shit next. <laughs> I could just <laughs> it have you ever had uh, I have. Have you ever had where you arrest a juvie? And you have the parents come to the scene and they beat the ever-loving shit in front of you? Uh, they try. I had, yeah, one guy was like, we got a gun out of a car. It was like a brandishing in there. And the dad, like Middle Eastern guy, mm-hmm. holy fuck, dude. I thought he was, I was like, look, sir, like, don't do that in front. Like, don't do it in front of us. <laughs> you yeah. know, take that shit. Yeah, wait till you he, get in the car. Like, you motherfucker! 
Yeah. He was like screaming out the fucking window of the car before he even got out of the shit. car. And we had him all in handcuffs on the sidewalk. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I had, He's like, I'm going to fuck him up. I yeah. Like, I had uh, at headquarters, I had the kid handcuffed because I was always, I was always keep, I would always keep the kids handcuffed when the parents came to drive, drive at home. And I didn't even or, hold see. On, let me stop you there. Or a Steve move. Where they're like walking around headquarters with no cuffs with on. With no fucking cuffs on. And I'm like, well, who still... the fuck are you, bro? Yeah. This... That just happened the other day. I was like, what is this? Why isn't this guy in was cuffs? Is this a tour? This is a Boy he's Scout like, oh, I'm, wait, I'm waiting on it. I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. He's a, he's in custody. Put yeah. cuffs on this guy. Come on, Steve. What, what are you doing? You want to show him around yeah. the fucking place before? <laughs> you want to put him in our desk? Yeah. yeah. You let him sit Why don't up you show there? him the tank? Why don't you bring him around? We got those plastic uh, badges that he could wear. Oh um, so, uh, so mom comes and I didn't even see it coming. She was like a fucking stealth ninja. She like comes up in one motion, reaches down and pulls her flip flop off and starts beating the shit out of him. Spanish? Yes. Yeah, bud. Yeah. I've been there. I've been on the other side of that. Me too. Let me tell you. Spoons. Hangers. My mom was crucial with the wire hangers. My mom wasn't hangers. My mom was uh, shoes. Spoons. Oh, yeah, she could break spoon. a spoon off you, over like your a wooden spoon. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm. Oh, that's Italian, bro. Yeah. That's Italian. Sh- shoes definitely throw meatballs at you. And sh- no, you racist. <laughs> um, <laughs> cannolis, uh, cannoli. Yeah, yeah. Because those hurt. <laughs> My mom had those like uh, flip flops, but had like the hard uh, bottoms to them. Yeah, the shits hurt. You knew you were getting yeah. it. No. But my mom toward like. As we got older, my mom would just like have, have to look at us and just be like, "You wait till I get you outside." And you're like, "Fuck, yeah, you're silent." <laughs> you just like the whole whole time you're in Sears, you're just like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> dude, my freaking uh, my son, man, this was a couple years back. Uh, my second grader, he was like in kindergarten at the time. We we're in Lowe's, and he kept running around. Oh, and I'm like, dude, you gotta slow down. Like I was, I've, I was looking for some piece of wood or something. So man, you get stop running around, stop running around. Gave him multiple bites at the apple, mm-hmm. and he was like, "This is a true fucking story, dude." He's like, "I was like, you're gonna, I was like, you're gonna get, you're gonna get spanked," and he was like, "You're not gonna spank me." What? Yeah, the my challenge. Kid. And I was like, "Oh, really?" If why? I, I was like, that "Why from is any that?" Kid, it's your kid. I said, "Why is that?" He was like, "There's too many people here." Oh, yeah. he's like, "Someone will call the police." Is that the second to youngest? Uh, my second old to the oldest. He was like, so my second grader, but at the time he was kindergarten. So I have my oldest, and then he's right under him. Yeah. So I was like, he's like, if you, there's too many people here. Someone will call the police. I oh. said, someone's gonna call the police. First, first of all, I don't beat my kids. Challenge accepted. I spank them on the ass yeah. if they need it. Corporal punishment, exactly, which is legal here. So I'm like, and what are they gonna do to me? Because oh. I'm one of them. Oh shit! <laughs> and he was like, "Did all the blood rush out of his head?" He just stared at me, and I'm like, "Do you want to try it?" No, Daddy, I'm good. Like, I'm okay. I was Daddy, like, no. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah. That's what I thought. First time ever, dude. I was like, "Oh, this little, all right, all right." Stand, I wonder where he gets stand that by. From. Yeah, I stand wonder, by. I wonder where he gets that. You're gonna from. get the fucking thunderclap. Yeah, you better be careful. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're gonna see. You're gonna my, learn today. You gonna learn today. Learn but, today. Dude, I'm telling you, but my daughter, she can do no wrong, bro. Yeah, is that your little yeah, angel? That's my girl, man. Yeah, dude. Ever, dude, daddy, buy me this. Absolutely done. Jeez. What do you want? You want two? Done. 
Jesus. Yeah, bro. She's no. got me wrapped around her finger, dude. My little princess. Uh, so my my tutu. I mean, I've I always, you know, I, I you gotta you gotta treat your girls right because then when they grow up, yeah, they especially being, in all the wrong yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. Especially being cops' daughters, you got yeah, make sure that you uh, you show them what they should be treated like. Dude, the worst thing about my daughter is that she cries real tear real tears no matter what. What? Does that yeah. melt you? Crushes me, bro. <laughs> Real tears, no matter even when she's fake crying. Really, she just looks at me like this. Just, Daddy, you let me down. No. Oh my God, it crushes me, dude. I'm like, what are you doing? I'll raise my voice, and she just, Uh, she's she's got you. She's got you wrapped, bro. It's done. She's got you wrapped around her. I'm like, but my boys, fuck, for they have no mercy. They push your buttons, dude. They they get it all. I'm like, what are you doing? Ah." I uh, I called you or you called me the other day and we were on the phone and it legit was like Fallujah in the oh, background. Fucking Baghdad all day. Dude, it is mm-hmm. like banging, slamming, oh yelling, God. running. I had a headache just being on the phone with you. Like I was You're like, hey, uh, I, you call me back? You good? <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, 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 it's me. Yeah, I'm hey. here. I can hear you. Yeah, you're like, go, go. I was like, can you hear me? Yeah, just go. <laughs> say what you're gonna say. I'm like, okay, uh, we're talking that. union <laughs> shit, and you just like, and I hear, <laughs> just like fucking like, uh, it's so fucking like true, a cat dude. getting like declawed in the background <laughs> every, like, every the every day. My phone is constantly ringing, dude. Always like, hey, uh, sounds like you're busy, man. You need to call me back. I'm like, nope, that's fucking. Nope. This is how it is. Yep, that's fucking uh, 18 hours a day in my house, bro. And that, that explains why you have zero patients at work. <laughs> You're just like, now I understand why. Uh, it, I just don't have tolerance for stupidity. Yeah. And There's I, no need for it. Yeah. And I think we're all fucking adults. Don't be children. Don't be Steve. You know, I could put my hands on my kids. I'd like to put my hands on some coworkers. Uh, I would love to. Right. Uh, why not? Uh, I'm sure a lot of cops out there feel the same way. Do they? Something. Uh, dude, I had an officer tell me the other way, you know, so-and-so, man, if you could just, you know, I know you're my union guy, but if you could just stage something in the garage for five minutes. Oh, my God. I'd like to go toe-to-toe with him to see how much of a man he really is. Jesus. Yeah. I was like, listen, we might be able to do this something with the podcast here. With <laughs> you could come on here. Yeah. We got some uh, GoPros. We might be able to make this happen. Yeah, we want exclusive rights. <laughs> Talk to me offline. We'll uh, we'll, we'll get Talk something going here. I feel like Talk fucking Don me. King over here. Jeez, promoting fights at the workplace. Seriously though, but think about it, bro. I mean, how many times were you just like, dude? I remember one time, me and this guy had it. He's no longer with us, and the other guy passed away. Rest in peace, my boy Stit. Mm, you know, yeah. fucking cancer, man. Fuck cancer. Yeah, good guy. And um. Me and this dude had a disagreement on a because he was like a call jumper. He always jumped on hot fucking calls. Huh. You know what I mean? Everybody's the got them. Didn't want to fucking go any routine bullshit calls in a B. Would jump priority to run code across the other side Never of the fucking take county. Yeah. Just cause. Yes. On the police. Yeah. But didn't want to do shit in his own beat. And I only had a couple years on, but I was like, man, I'm fucking tired of it. So I called him out a couple times. And uh and then after a while, he wasn't like backing me on calls. Oh no! no I was no, like, no, that's no. unacceptable. We can, we don't have to be fucking friends. Yeah. Let me tell you something right now. I mean, 
I, I like a lot of people that we work with, but I can count on maybe one or two hands how many are actually friends. Friends, friends. Yeah. That if I'm like in a jam outside of union business, I'm going to call for something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I learned that when I left. Yeah. I learned that. Well, that, I mean, and, that, and that's that you're the second person to say that to me today because someone else said the same thing because no one wants to do anything. No, let me say this right. No one wants anything to do with you when you can't do anything for them. Yeah. And that's the fuck. That's fucked up about it. Yep. And I learned very quickly when I left and I was uh, uh, in the process to come back. Um, when I was a sergeant, I had uh, a good amount of friends. And then when I came back as an officer, the those good amount of friends, gone. Yeah. Because... It, it was it was positional friendship rather than actual friendship. Yeah, like while I was home, you know, watching Breaking Bad um, for the two months I was waiting to come back. It was it was far and few between of phone calls, like you and DG and a couple other people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, Sir Text a lot called me. <laughs> um, I love that. That's his name. That's his I love name. That. Sir Text a lot. Yes, I like it. Yeah. Yes. That it's done. Write yes. it down. Write it down. Sir text a lot. You know who you are. Yeah. You know. We love you, though. Good dude. Um, but those were people that checked on me and checked on my mental health and checked on make sure that I was doing okay um, to get me out of the house. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't cooped up. Um, and, and, and I'm with you. Like, I'm very blessed. I'm very fortunate. The group that I'm on, um, I have a phenomenal group of people. Um, Except for Mac, nobody likes him on the shift. Uh, he's a terrible cop, and he should quit. Um, what the fuck? Same uh, so, Steve, man. Huh? Steve. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> um, it's just it's a fucking total joke between him and I. Oh no, yeah, yeah. So uh, backstory: I'm in uh, I'm in this crisis intervention class with him, and what I would do to break up the um, the uh, PowerPoint presentations is I write little notes on a pad. And while the instructor was talking, I would stand up and go walk over to him and hand him the note and point to the back room to make it look like somebody came in and gave a note Yeah, and he would open it up. And in, on the note, it would say, nobody likes you in this room. You should leave. <laughs> and I did that all week <laughs> and he collected all of them and put them in his book. So the other day, Saturday, we go into roll call <laughs> And we have these inner office envelopes. So you use these envelopes to send mail throughout the whole entire yeah. city. So I grabbed this white piece of paper and I said, you're terrible at your job and you should quit. And I folded it up and I put it in the envelope yeah. and I wrote his name on the envelope. And I, and as soon as roll call started, I uh, looked at him and I go, Hey, uh, this was in my box for you. And he opens it up <laughs> and he opens it up in, in the, in the class and um, does the funniest fucking thing. He writes at the bottom of it uh, the chief's name, puts it back into the inner office envelope, and addresses it to the chief and holds on to it through the entire roll call. Oh, no. Oh, I forgot to tell you, he signs my name underneath oh, it. Oh, shit. And I, he goes this, I'm, you're done. I'm going to hand this in. And I was like, you mother... The whole <laughs> fucking roll call, I'm looking at that envelope. I'm like, this fucking joke backfired, man. So this is my payback to him because he listens to the show. Yeah. So this hilarious. is my payback. Nobody likes you. Do you remember when we... um? 
do you remember when we okay so remember we get use of forces right and then we wait for our white letters to come yes. from internal affairs remember we used to fuck hold on hold on yeah, 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 good and then so like anytime anytime you gotta back up tell yeah, people yeah, hold on anytime we get a you we'll have a segment on use of force yeah after we retire no i'm just yeah, kidding yeah. <laughs> most of them are uh, statute uh, of limitations uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we're good always justify always union rep so always within policy. So anyway, so anytime you get a use of force, they have to do a preliminary investigation with the sergeant. They got to interview the the subject who arrested. They have to interview the officers. Everyone's seen blah, blah blah blah. So that's how they do it. And then they and then they get shipped off to uh, internal investigations or office of professional responsibility and whatever they call themselves now. And then they type up and they investigate. And they might come back with more questions or more, if it's not, if it's kind of questionable, they might get some clarification on things. So then once that's done, you would get these white letters with just your first initial for your first name and then your, your last name. And serial number. And serial number. Yeah. And that was it. On so, a white envelope. So every time we would get these, because we would get them frequently, being yeah. proactive, you're going to get use of force. It's the name of the game. And we would go through and we would see these envelopes and and then someone, I don't remember if it was you or somebody else, somebody came up with no this idea. idea. What you're talking about. Yeah, this guy. And it was like a very uh like a just a uniformed based on in an incident number one, two, three, four, use of force incident number, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You, Mike, were within policy limits. Yep. This investigation has been concluded. Yep. Like your your use of force was justified. But it was like it was a it was a template letter. Yeah. So I don't remember who it was, but somebody remember a guy in our unit, <laughs> and we all got him. And someone typed this template up on Word, the same city letterhead and seal and everything, and then put not within policy limits. Mm. And what else did it say on there? <laughs> you have. You have violated directives. Yeah, that's right. Blah, you, blah, list, blah, blah, blah. you list all the directives violated. Your your uh, your summons to appear before the chief uh, and carry out your thirty day yes. unpaid suspension. <laughs> yeah, I so made it. Remember that? I shit? made it very. I mean, I heard that it was very, very <laughs> technically written. Dude. It was very believable. And the funny part was to watch people open yeah, the that envelope. The dude in our unit opened it. Yeah, and ran. And he was like sweating. Remember, yeah. he had his hands and in ran his into the sergeant's face. office. Like he was like, "What do? What do? <laughs> I, what case is this? I never even put my dude, hands was, on this person." No, dude, it was hilarious because he was like, "It was, yeah, I, I like, what do you, what do you mean, thirty day suspension? I, it was justified. It was within policy limits. Like, no, what is? No, they looked at it again. You're dude, fucked up, bro. Like, and, and like, dude, did you do this? Like." But it was before it was like a thing where people actually put in there. Dude, I fucking I, hilarious. I did pranks for days. Like I when yeah. I was a sergeant, there was this one person that was in internal uh, internal affairs forever. Yeah, just too de long. Detrimental. Steve. Yeah. Detrimental to morale. Uh, just a cancer. Just cancer. So they took this person out and put them back in patrol. And at the same time, I was put in back in patrol from the community policing unit. And I was a sergeant. And uh, she had wronged me back in the day. Like, mm. so, um, you know, I, so one She's thing not with here the, anymore. She's retired. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, so <laughs> we had this time where, um, I guess, property ordered colored paper instead of white paper. 
Yeah. It's a big thing. They ordered overordered or something. Yeah, yeah. They ordered like a pallet full of like pink, blue, and yellow paper. And this particular sergeant, the one that I'm talking about, fucking hated the color um uh pieces of paper. And anytime she'd make a photocopy of something and it would come out with a color print, you'd hear her scream yeah, like yeah. this fucking shit. So this guy right here, I come in two hours early. But I, this is how priceless this prank was. I uh, calculated it the night, the day before. I came in two hours early and I grabbed a ream of blue paper, a, green, a ream of pink paper, yellow paper, and white paper. And I went to my office and I slammed the door shut. And I took two white pieces of paper and then I proceeded to go pink, blue, yellow, pink, blue, oh, white, shit. yellow, pink, blue. And I did that for a whole ream. A Damn. ream of 500. Damn. And I ran back to the photocopier and I put it in there and I waited for her. And she came in and always did roll call prep. Yeah. So she went over to the fucking photocopier and the first two pages that she printed out were white. Then it was like pink and blue and white and pink and blue and blue and white. <laughs> and she opened up the drawer and saw that there were fucking multicolored yeah. and went berserk. That's the awesome. greatest revenge. Just That's hilarious. hilarious, man. I I love pranks. Who like did that. this shit? Who did this fucking shit? This is ridiculous. Somebody actually took the fucking time to sit here and fucking do this. <laughs> fucking assholes. Dude. Okay. She like, you came around the corner like, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, I acted yeah. so Whoa. innocent, bro. I was like, I was like, what is going on? Uh, and she goes, some that? fucking what asshole. Son of a bitch. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck has the time to do that shit? Like, what kind of fucking asshole sits there and fucking, you know how much time that takes to do that? And she's like, I know. And I'm like, that's some fucking bullshit, right? Well, that ain't going to straighten itself out. Oh, that's fucking priceless. Like, Fuck it. I'll use the other photocopier. And I did it on the other photocopier too. Dude, that's fucking all. Fucking priceless. You got to take us to put on some LL Cool J, dude. LL Cool No, no, no. What you got on there? Yes. Cypress. Leave it. Let Which it one? rock. Which one? Come on. The number one, dude. Is it? What is it? Intro? No, 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 no. What is it? Uh, shit. I don't remember the name. Oh, shit. Just pick whatever. Okay. All right, folks. We're going to take a break. And we'll be back. We'll be back. Hey folks, it's Nick from the Roll Call Room. Hey, I want to tell you about SIG Global Services uh, from our buddy Burke. Uh, Burke started this company. Uh, it will help you with resume review, resume building, cover letter review, LinkedIn profile review, interview preparation, job search support, and career coaching. Folks, it's tough once you come out of the law enforcement community to build your resume. And he does a fantastic job with helping you review it. A lot of new promotional processes are going to a resume-based uh, process. Reach out to Burke. Burke will help you out. His number is 703-943-7864. Or you can reach him at sig, S-I-G, global, 01 at gmail.com.
see me rolling, they hating, patrolling and trying to kiss me riding dirty, 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 trying to kiss me riding dirty. So loud, swinging. We are. Remember that song when it first came out? I do remember that All song. All the cops playing that oh, shit. Oh, I remember playing that and then like putting my my uh, PA mic by the speaker. Yeah, I used to do that too. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you fucking see this? I see you fucking riding dirty, even though you're walking because <laughs> you're revoked or suspended. That's awesome. So, bro, riding dirty leaders, 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 on the leaders. Topic of leaders. So, um. I'm sure many, many people want to know um, how you came or we came to the uh, philosophy that we go by right. with leaders. Yeah, I started to think about it, man. And I, I know that a lot of, you know, like I mentioned before, cops are critical of each other. And uh, they're they're like, all right, you know, these guys sound pretty legit. But like, what what's their fucking creds? And the thing and like I said before. You come in, you keep your head down, you press on. And that's how my mentality, because that was, it was like, for me, it was like, you had to prove your worth to the organization. Remember, I came in very humble, stayed humble, continue to be humble, and just like a genuine good dude and try to do good for the good of the order. Yeah. But I would say, um, like I came out of, I became more boisterous within you know, after, I mean, you kind of see things fucked up, bad things happen. Yeah. And then you're like, that's not right. That's not right. All right. When I get promoted, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to change the culture. I'm going to do good for the good. I'm going to change this, change that, change this, change that. And then after a while, it becomes like, okay, you start to peel back the layers to see that the problem's bigger than what it appears. Yeah. So every, like I said, I was, I was narcotics. I was an SRO. I was in the community support unit. You know, during that time, we did hand-in-hand jump operations with jump out street crimes um, for gang task force stuff, did a bunch of shit, you know, in investigations, homicide, whatever, you name it, we worked it. But, you know, I, I started to see, like, I really started to take, take a good eye to this when I got passed up for promotion. Yeah, yeah. So we have a policy in place at our agencies that says if you don't get selected for promote, and I've always been a union guy. Always. Yeah. yeah. Always been a union guy because what's right is right. Right. Do right by people. Right. Do right by people. And, you know, I, I, we have a policy in place that says that if you're not our guy, then you get a phone call saying that you were not selected. Right. Remember when that policy came out? Yeah. And literally, I think, you know, a bunch of people promoted. I was like 40 people took this process. I think eight of us scored, you know, cat one highly promotable. Right. And, Seven times I got called. Wow. To say you're not our guy. Why do you think that is? Well, that's funny that you say that because it's because I never, you know, I, like I said, I, I respect the rank, not necessarily the person or the individual because yeah. they have no credentials. Yeah. They've not done nothing to earn my respect. I'll give it, but then. You know, when you're over here, you're you're a captain. You're telling me how to fucking run an investigation. You've never been a detective. Shut your fucking mouth. Get out of here. You're trash. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. Get yeah. out of here. You're irrelevant. Stay in your lane, bro. Yeah. Like that kind of shit. And I try to like hide it. Or not hide it, but like try to like be professional about it. But it's like they pull the worst out of you. They pull the worst out of you. Yeah. Because they force me to say something. Right. 
because it, anyway, so then I think it was just the clicks, bro. Yeah. Like my work, like you could say a thousand things about me, but you can't call me incompetent or fucking lazy. Right. You just don't fit into the click. Yeah. I'm not a click guy. I'm not like, and this is how it came to fruition that I wasn't that guy because every seven phone calls, dude, I got, and some people junior to me got promoted over me. Yeah. Less experience, less train. I mean, it was, it was fucking ridiculous. And I got, I would call my wife, right? I'm like, this mother, I'm going to fucking, this is bullshit. And she was like, just relax in your time, in your time. And it'll come, it'll come, it'll come. Yeah. And, um, I, the deputy chief called me. He's no longer with us. He's with another agency. He's a chief somewhere else. Um, it's a fucking dick. Fuck you, dickhead. Anyway. Um, okay. And, um, he, he called me. If you ever want to talk to me about why you haven't been selected, my door's always open. That's what he told me. Wow. And I said, okay. And I, I didn't take a month. And then I said, you know, I talked to my sister. She was like, call him. She was like, meet with him. See what he's got to say. See mm-hmm. what he says. Mm-hmm. And um, true story, bro. I, I called him back. I said, uh, or the next morning, I said, you know, hey, Chief, I'm going to take you up on that. He's like, good. Come back. Come by Thursday at noon or whatever. So I go up to his office. You know, I'm in CIA. I'm in investigations. I'm a detective. And I, I, go, I go up there. And we sit down and we start chatting. And he's like, oh, how's the family? You know, he's fucking sitting around jerking me off, jerking me off, jerking me off. I want to fucking get to it. Let's get to it. Yeah. Let's stop fucking playing games. Yeah. And he was like, so I'm glad you took me up on this offer. And my door's all, oh, shut up, you fucking idiot. Well, let's get to the, let's get to the meat and potatoes. So I'm like, so he's like, yeah, so, you know, what? are you a part of any ancillary assignment? Like, are you on any committees here in the department for like uniform committee? Or schedule committee, like volunteering time within the department. What are you part of any? You know, do you run any associations or clubs or anything here? And I was like, dude, I bullshit you not, bro. I sat back in the chair and I started laughing. And he was like, I don't, you know, you know, well, I don't understand why you're laughing. And I said, listen, I said, chief. With all due respect, I don't give a shit about that stuff. I don't care about commit. He wanted to see what kind of guy was doing things like the torch run and things, you know, handing out Christmas trees and shit like that. Like, you know what I mean? That's what he. And I'm like, listen. And that affects your promotion? I said, Chief, I said, I don't know if you've, if you reviewed my squad file to see what I've done here, but instead of being a part of committees, I've I've been too busy doing my fucking job. Yeah. And doing it well. Yeah. Instead of being a part of fucking clubs and committees in the organ. I don't give a fuck what pants you give me to wear on the street. I'm gonna wear them. And that cause that shit doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I'm here to do a job and I'm here to fucking do it well. What was his answer to that? I mean, I said, I don't well, I was still talking and I look I said, listen, man. I've been in, I've been in this unit, this unit, this unit. I'm not bragging. The main reason why I did it is for the experience and for my subordinate officer to never say, "How the fuck are you going to tell me to do this job when you've never done this job?" Yeah. I never wanted that. Yeah. So I said, "I'm going to find out the best way to do this and be a man of fucking many talents so I can be bring something to leadership that they could take with them." You know, that, that, that those officer can take with them forever. Yeah. When I'm there, when I'm in, in a leadership position. And that's what I focus my shit on. 
not some fucking uniform committee. I don't give a shit about uniforms. Mm. And he was like, I bullshit you not, bro. This guy was like, oh, I didn't know you were in that unit. I had no idea you were over there. You were over there? Yeah. That's... And I'm like, well, how the fuck are you making these promotional fucking decisions? Yeah. If you don't know, and that says it in the announcement that they're going to review your squad file and blah, 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 and they're going to look at your fucking out evaluations year to date. And my shit's fucking, I, I mean, outstanding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exceeds. You know, never had a fucking meets. Always outstanding and exceeds. And this guy wants to ask me about fucking uniform committees. I think that speaks to the old school way of doing promotions and specialized units, um, which is the broken way of doing it. And your supervisor's recommendation, a face-to-face -face interview with a chief for promotional mm -hmm. uh, opportunity, your your work. I'm right. a firm believer right. in if you're going to go for a position somewhere, I'll just take something out of the blue. Motors. You're an officer and you want to put in for motors. Okay. You and I, Mike, Mike, you and I, we take the process together, right? Mm -hmm. We both score very high. There's right. only one motor position available. Right. I'm a shitbag. I'm Steve. I sit in a parking lot all day. I'll go to calls for service. Right. But after that, I go right back to my parking lot and I watch Netflix. Yeah. You, you write on average 60 tickets a month. 60. You're top in your class. You, you get 10 DUIs a month. You're phenomenal. Old school, I get it. Because right. I don't create a lot of work. Because I don't create work for the sergeant and I don't yeah. make the lieutenant look no bad. No use of force, no complaints. You, you yeah. have two complaints on you. But yep. you think about the 50 tickets that you've written, you've probably interacted with 80 people. If you if you write everybody, then you've only interacted right. with 50. But you have a higher risk. In the old school mentality, you have a higher risk of creating more work for me as a sergeant yeah. or a lieutenant. And if you're doing that, you're fucking wrong. Yeah. Because the old school way, I'll give my own story. This is in community policing for... Uh, five years as a supervisor, um, rewrote the mission statement for community policing many, many times over, uh, helped other organizations write their mission statement, held one particular agency. Um, I actually helped them after they had a police involved shooting, uh, help them organize and develop a community policing unit. Mm -hmm. So I was on the lieutenant's list. Um, I had been on the lieutenant's list for a year. Tops. Yeah. Top cat one. Yeah, highly promotable. Highly promotable. It was me and, and, and two other very highly eligible people. Very. I had a deputy chief. Same kind of mentality. Um, there was a second sergeant position that was opening in my unit. And this deputy chief had asked to get my opinion on who would be a good fit to work with me. I said, wow, you know, this is this is fucking great. I felt great inside. I was like, wow, my opinion matters. Mm -hmm. And um, I says, hey, let's go out to lunch and, you know, we'll discuss it. I said, oh, OK. I pick him up in my cruiser at headquarters and we start discussing it right there in the car. So I'm thinking to myself, why are we going to lunch? You know, yeah. like you'd be the same way as me. You got the New York mentality, which mm -hmm. is what, yeah, what's coming what's, from yeah, from exactly. the fucking side. So we get to the restaurant. By the time we hit the restaurant, I had already given my recommendation of who I thought would have been a good fit in there. 
and the reason why. I gave very, very good um, feedback for all of the candidates that were interested in coming to the unit. Nothing negative about any of them. Just yeah. their their pros and their cons as far as how it would gel with the many. I was worried about adding a poisonous apple to a to a, a barrel mm-hmm. and poisoning the whole barrel. I worry about com- um, uh, camaraderie inside the right, unit. Right, right, right. Um, so we get to the restaurant. We sit down and we're getting ready to eat. And he goes, so let's talk about you going back to patrol. And I'm like, were we in the middle of a conversation that I fucking missed somewhere? Yeah. And I swear to you, Mike, this is the conversation. I, I want to say it one more time. I cannot promote you unless you go back to patrol Mm. and learn how to be a patrol sergeant because you've been in the, in community policing too long. Yeah. One that degrades my work in the community policing unit, because in, in essence, what you're saying is, is that I'm no longer in touch with street patrol stuff that, that you do on a day-to-day basis. And two, um, you obviously don't have an ear low to the ground of, as to what's going on in, in the department, because if you had, you would know that one of the things I did as a sergeant was is I always worked at least one higher back shift a yeah, month. Stay crisp. Right. And not as a patrol sergeant. I would work as a patrol officer. And I'll tell you why. One, I want to stay crisp. Two, it adds to my legitimacy as a mm-hmm. supervisor. So I know how to handle a domestic from A to Z. So when I tell you that you fucked it up, you know that I have credibility. You don't mm-hmm. have to turn around and be like some of the other supervisors. Last time you did domestic. Correct. Had. Correct. Yeah. Um, so much so that when I left and I came back, the only thing that I needed to learn was the report writing system that we had just transferred over to a new right. report writing system. Yeah. I didn't need to learn how to be a cop all over again because... Yeah. I had never lost that skill, but it really did. It really left a very sour taste in my mouth because it was it was a a, a very poor leadership way of handling things. And it's an underhanded way of doing it. We mm. didn't need to go to lunch for that. You could have called me in your office yeah. and you could have fucked my world up right up in my office. Mm-hmm. And then the, the end to that story is I was forced to transfer out. Yeah, I was told either I picked the shift or the shift was going to be picked for me. Yeah, which threw my entire family life in fucking disarray because I had the same schedule for five years. Yep, and it's that mentality, that old school mentality of dangling a carrot in front of you and saying you can't have this unless you do this for me. Yep, it's that positional equity bullshit that I was talking Mm -hmm. about in Leaders One, Mm -hmm. and this particular person is. A prime example, if they had a golden statue of positional equity land, yeah. that would be that person. Right. The leader of the positional equity squad. The absolute leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that kind of stuff is detrimental. It ruined my morale. It crushed me wanting to do anything within the department. And I attribute that to the beginning of the downfall of me wanting to leave the agency. Yeah. And it was yeah. compounded after that. That was right. the first, because there are many times, to- listen, folks, you have a 25-year career in law enforcement. A very wise person who graduated with me um, in my academy said to me something that's always resonated in me, and every recruit that I've ever trained said the same thing. And t- I've told them the same thing. In 25-year career, this agency is bound to fuck you at least five times. At least. At least. 
You need to be prepared for it because if you're not and you think you're going to go through a whole 25-year career hopping and skipping and chasing butterflies, you need so, to fucking quit. Get your head out of your ass. And you need to go be a greeter handing out smiley stickers at Walmart because yeah. that's not going to fucking happen in this job. At that point, what had happened with me, with me being transferred out, that was my ninth time. And mm -hmm. I had had enough. Yeah. By the time I left the agency, I was on double digits. Mm -hmm. I had had enough. My mental health was was deteriorating. My physical health was deteriorating. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. much so that just just before I gave my notice, and you you knew this, just before I left, I had collapsed in my kitchen. I thought I had a heart attack. Yeah. Um. I was I was uh, eighty pounds overweight. I was very very bad shape I was, yeah. I was i was pounding monster drinks three four times a day on top of having four cups of coffee and my coffee was uh sugar uh coffee with my sugar like yeah. I, I put more sugar in it than i had coffee so i was out of control so yeah. i attribute that the stress level from from poor leadership and hostile work environment i had i had collapsed i had yeah. had a i thought i was having a heart attack i got rushed to the hospital it turned out to be a panic attack yeah I never had anything like that before. I also started getting bouts of vertigo, which mm. I never had before either. I didn't know what the fuck it was. And I wound up going to different specialists and stuff like that. And there's really no cure for that shit. I went for yeah, CAT out. scans and they thought I had an inner ear infection. Then they sent me to an ear, nose and throat. And the, they were like, your ears are fucking perfect. Other mm -hmm. than hair in your ears, you know, because you're fucking old. You, you, yeah. you, don't, you don't have a problem. It's all attributed from stress. Yeah. It's all attributed to stress. I, and, and, and I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent, no, but when I came back and I, and I came back as an officer, my wife and I, uh, we go on a yearly trip. We go, uh, we go to universal studios and Disney. And what we do is we make up these canvases. You've seen them up in my yeah. living room. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I come back. Um, my wife was like, listen, we want to, I want to order a nice big canvas for the last time that we went. And we would order the photo passes when we go to the parks. And my wife and I sit down together with the laptop and we're sliding through the pictures. Yeah. And she's like, well, not that one because you're on the phone. Not that one because you're on the phone. Not that one you're on the yeah, phone. Not that shit. one you're on the phone. Every single picture. I was on vacation, bro. I was on yeah. vacation. Yeah. I was on the phone nonstop mm -hmm. for work. Nonstop. Mm -hmm. And what I realized was is all that invested time that I put into it was all wasted time. Yeah. It was, it was hundred percent like my mental health and my physical health suffered for what? Yeah. For what? And the, and the reason being is because you're a fixer. Yes, when I was you're in that position. I was, I was a fixer where you have, and I know that these are the best guys that we have these guys because they're results driven personality. Yeah. They're fixers. Yes. I'm a fucking fixer. Yeah. Same. You give me a problem. Let's get it done. Police shooting, police shooting. We had police shooting. I didn't wait for anybody. I assembled my people. I called them in from their from their day off. I called them in and I had them scour the neighborhood, knocking on doors right. to get the narrative out of what happened before the press put it out. Yeah, I remember. And that. I strategically did that because one, I was protecting the officer. I was still a sergeant at the yeah. time. Protecting the officer and I was driving the narrative from my agency. Yeah. I loved my agency. I didn't want my agency to come out like Ferguson yeah. and Baltimore and, and Chicago and all these other yeah. places. And I did that. Yeah. Not, a, not a fucking thank you. Not yeah. a fucking certificate. 
Not a, hey, take a day off. Not Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And that was the last and final drawer. The next day I came in and I handed my resignation letter in. Dude, the next I'm telling, day. When I was new and I had my first sergeant on midnights, um, you know, lazy fucking slug. He told me this one time. He said, listen, he said, you don't get paid for what you do. You get paid for what you can respond to do. <laughs> and I never understood what he meant. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then I heard he was, you know, got fired from a previous agency and they picked him up here and all this other fucking rumors. But you don't hear that till later on. Yeah. And it starts to click. And I'm like, oh, there's something here. This mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I see why this guy's like this. But but you're like me, which is, is I never subscribe to rumors and other people. Like when yeah, I got to vet comes, it. When, I got to vet it. Yes. When somebody comes into the agency that's a transfer or something and they go, hey, watch out for her because yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And I go, I think to myself, I go, that's fantastic. Thanks so much. And I put that in the, I'm not going to fucking listen file. Yeah. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Yeah. When you do that thing and I deem you a Steve, yeah. I pull that out of the, I don't give a fuck file and I bring it right up and I go, hey, Mike told me a year ago. Yeah. That she's blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be so, careful. Be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely, man. I mean, and and that's and that's the thing, man. It's so for me, that was it for me, bro. Like oh, after been that, it. when when I had that conversation, I said, I see what you guys want have are offering here. And you know what? I was the last guy when they called me up. I'll never forget this is this fucking captain. He called me and he says, Hey, um, uh, chief wants to see, I think you're going to get promoted. Mm. And I was sitting at my desk in investigation. I said, okay. So I walked up there and they're like, he's in there. All the captains were lined against the wall. Yep. All right. Yep. And they brought in another guy from, cause I was the last one in the highly promotable list. They dipped down and got another guy. Um, and they sat us down and they said, congratulations, you guys are sergeants. Here you go. Thank you for your service. And I was like, I grabbed, I said, thanks. And I got up and I said, I got to get my kids from daycare. And I walked out. <laughs> nice. And then, and the deputy chief was like, oh, well, you leaving so soon? I'm like, yeah, I got to get my kids, man. I got to go. And yeah. he was like, you didn't think you were going to get promoted, did you? And I was like, no, I knew what it was coming. Fucking asshole. I said, I, I knew it was coming. And he said, okay, fast forward. A year on my shift on midnights. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> Fucking place, man. Deputy chief comes down. And what does he say? He says, uh, he says, um, he says, Hey, uh, you know, the same guy that talked to you about your stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Comes in, closes the door. Hey, just want to let you know, you're doing a phenomenal job. Mm. You're doing a great job, man. You guys respect you. You're still making arrests. I hear you out there. You guys got the highest numbers on the division. Solid. Fuck. Great work. I was like, and? And that was it. I was uh, like, I'm surprised. Yeah. I said, I said, thanks, Chief. You know, and I'm like, get the fuck out of my office. Mm -hmm. You fucking piece of shit. Mm -hmm. You were never up there saying, promote this fucking guy. Yep. He deserves it. He's going to be a fucking rock star. He's going to lead guys from the front. He's going to take care of his guys. He's well respected by the troops. Give him his fucking shield. Give him his stripes. Let him lead. Show the agency this is the kind of people we want. And he's like, Not once. 
He never went to bat. Now you're surprised that I'm doing a fucking great job? Go fuck yourself, dude. See, that's a win-win situation. I was going to do a fucking great job regardless without yeah. your endorsement or not. They're in a win-win situation because, one, they label you not promotable or they, they <laughs> yeah. stifle you. And then in the same breath, because you perform so well, oh, I knew that, I knew he had it in him. <laughs> You're like, what? It's fucking comical, one. dude. Pick, uh, dude, it was... It's like you get, they, you get these guys. I got another. There's another guy. It brings me in. And it's like you got these guys... That weak leaders, weak decision, man. You got a guy who's put in for narcotics multiple times. Hmm. Didn't want to get it. They didn't give it to him. Right? Now he's over there. Avid listener. Remember, they didn't want to give this guy community outreach. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to give this guy. They didn't want to give him shit. Mm -hmm. Because the commander, because you know what he did? Because he wrote up a fucking commander who was out of line. You remember that shit? Yep, yep, he initiated a write up on him remember it. because he was constantly fucking him. Yeah. So when he caught the commander slipping, he initiated a write-up on him. Yep. And was like, no, 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 fuck me, fuck you. And that shit, they hit him with the guillotine every fucking chance but they here's got, the thing, bro. Now, yeah. <clears throat> now he's in Narcs, mm -hmm. and he's a fucking rock star. Yep. And now he's like, oh, now they want to fucking jerk the guy off. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, dude. This These talents don't come overnight. These are earned, bro. These talents are fucking earned. These guys have come to these positions. They've earned this rank, bro. Give them what they fucking deserve. Well, you do. Let me ask you this. Do you think it's still going on? Oh, yeah. It's not systemic because the upper echelon, it's it's like it goes in like little pockets. Yeah. I think there's like subtle collusion. The yeah. word of fucking 2019 collusion. Mm -hmm. There's collusion that goes on behind the scenes. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Not him. And and it's just out of fucking spite. Yeah. It's out of spite. So when we took... So now, it's the same reason why we took the union position. Yeah. Because someone asked me, oh, is your podcast union stuff? No, it's not union stuff. What it did was took this to a whole nother level. Made because, it legitimate. Well, well we have... Because it is still you have happening. your suspicion. Yes. It is still happening. And it has your suspicion. And it's in pockets. And it's a little clicks. It's little commanders here and there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you, there was only video right now, <laughs> you people would have been privy. And and I'm like, and and I start to see these things. And you know, when I came back to the road, I said, you know, I'm being a field trainer because I have too much to give to give back. Yeah, I got I got too much I got too much that I've done here to not to be selfish with it. Mm -hmm. Guys still want, it. even though I'm not a sergeant anymore. You know, when I took a fucking demotion, yeah. I had two of my guys cry in front of me, bro. Mm -hmm. I fucking cried. Yeah. I fucking earned that shit. Yeah. I fucking worked my ass off, bro. That's why I fucking cranked that shit out to get to that position to say, you know what? I realized they didn't, it, it was, it was like a, they didn't want what I had to offer. Yeah. And I realized I said, okay, I got, I got the fucking TPS report. I got the memo, bro. I got it. Yeah. I got it. You, I heard what you said. Yeah. And then I also, I mean, I had other stiff personal things, you know, I had my fifth kid. I had other things going on and it was just too much to balance to, to live for both. Yeah. To sacrifice, I was pouring out of both fucking spouts. I was empty. I, for me, I wish I was given the opportunity to self demote rather than be demoted. And this, uh, let me let me clarify something here. This had nothing to do with the chief. No, the chief was only there two years. He came in at the end. My decision was ready made before this guy even pretty much hit yeah. the door. So that's come. That's that's there because I know that people are going to talk. They're going to listen and might get back to him. Whatever. It has nothing to do with him. Yeah. And he knows that. We talked about that. Yeah. 
But this is something completely. It's the fucking culture, bro. I didn't have it in me to wait it out. I think to wait for things to change. But now, mm-hmm. sorry, cut you off, but yeah. I got to finish this thought. Now, I again, I saw it going on again. Mm-hmm. I think you were going there with this. Mm-hmm. And then I said, the union president position open. And I'm like, there's our fucking avenue of getting shit yeah. changed. And, and I had no interest whatsoever in the union until the email came back out when I came back to the department and I saw you as the president and um, running. And I was like, I'll only, I'll only run with one particular person and that's you. Yeah. Um, let's take a break and then uh, we'll keep we'll going on up. this man. Oh. We'll give it like, yeah, man, I'm in the fucking zone right oh, now. No, bro. You are. First things first, I'ma say all the words inside my head. I'm fired up and tired of the way that things have been. Oh, oh. Hey, Nick from the Roll Call Room. A couple of quick shout outs for this episode. As always, Heather from Rocks for Leos. Uh, always appreciate Heather. Uh, Griff Girly Girl, thank you so much. Sent in a drawing. Um, we really love everything that you do. Uh, Allison, fantastic fan. Uh, had a great conversation with her the other night about PTSD. Uh, Kimber King, hey, we're going to get to that Phil Collins that you want. Uh, Drunk Medical Stories, fantastic podcast. Love listening to it. Check it out on iTunes. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, again, we're a brand ambassador for Outlaw Energy Energy Drinks. Uh, if you haven't checked them out, uh, go to your local grocer. They usually carry them. Uh, and a uh, big shout out to uh, a new shout out for, to a big fan, um, Brittany. Brittany, um, huge fan. Loved our Christopher Walken episode. Uh, hello, Brittany. Tone is all wrong. You're listening. Thank you. Uh, everybody still check in. Uh, email us nick at rollcallroom.com or mike at rollcallroom.com. Check us out on YouTube, iTunes, uh, and all podcast platforms. All right, Mike. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fucking. That was a good break. I'm on fire right Uh, now, baby. I'm fucking cooking in here. Saw the counter. Four seventy five, baby. We were we were getting deep, man. We were getting personal. Yeah, I mean, and and that's because and and this, you know, it goes to show like I fucking love this podcast Mm because that, like I said earlier, the roles have reversed. Yes. Now we got commanders walking on fucking eggshells. Shook one because they don't want to give us fucking material for the podcast and get exposed. And that's what it's all about. Because there's enough, enough, enough is fucking enough, bro. Yeah. Like, it's not fair. It's not, you know, it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't, doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. It it doesn't have to be that way. Those things, like, you're bullying. That's exactly what it is. Fucking bullying. Yeah. Oh, you better, you want this? You better fucking watch your mouth. Let me tell or you. Else X, Y, and Z. Let me tell you something, man. Full, in my, my 14 years, almost 15 years, I have never experienced bullying like I have yeah. over the last. It's fucking intense. It's insane. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. But I, I will tell you this. This podcast is not only for other people's mental health. It's, it's for my mental health. And yeah. It's for your mental health. Yeah, absolutely. a cup can only get filled so much before it overflows. And that's where I was last year. And yeah. I think even people within our agency have no idea what the real backstory is. There are so many rumors going around 
a, a, a fictitious story. Oh, yeah. You come to me and you buy me a cup of coffee and I'll tell you the full story from beginning to end. Dude, I'm not ashamed some, I, of it. Same with me. My door's always fucking. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you 100. I had someone come to me like, oh, I heard a rumor. that said, oh, you got de- you got demoted. Yeah. Because you were going to, it was disciplinary. Yeah. And they were going to, you were, you weren't a good starter. I said, but this person that they told it to is one of the guys that I trained. Yeah. One of my rookies. Yeah. He's like, ah, that's a fucking lie. Absolutely yeah. not. And you're fucking Steve. Yeah. That's not how it went down. And pretty much he told me about people like you. Yeah. Because that's not fucking, you could fact check, bro. And that's fucking false. Yeah. That's fake fucking news. I was very fortunate enough to be uh, surrounded with every group that I had were phenomenal officers. So when I came back and a lot of the rumors that floated around were dispelled by people that had worked for me that were like, that's not fucking true. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and, and and it's hurtful because I never subscribed to the rumor mill. I never did before. I just, I've never been at the tail end of it. I've never been bullied like that before. And it hurt because I had put so much into that job. I had sacrificed so much of my kids' time and my time with my wife. And to be treated in that fashion and to hear rumors going on it's demoralizing. It's 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 downright yeah. disrespectful. It's fucking it's shameful. Yeah. All those shameful. Yeah. All those family events that I put to the side and all that other stuff. It was very, very hurtful. And 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 if you're in a command position or deputy chief or assistant chief or whatever, whatever the upper echelon is, don't do that shit to people. Don't turn around and uh, you know, give them false hopes or or, or don't backdoor fuck them. Don't yeah. do that shit. Like, no. uh, I, I mean, I can't even, I can't even respect. Maybe because I'm in a different place, but I can't even respect that person enough to have even more than a one minute conversation with them. Yeah, that's not, it. dude. I'm telling you, it's. I'm not buying anything they're selling. I fucking love the podcast. Why? Because it seems like we've lifted this fucking fog. Yes. And there's guys, like I said before, man. They're coming up like. Hey, man, don't be Steve, you know, laughing and shit. But then I had guys open up to me. Yes. And tell me personal shit like, man, I was in a fucking dark place, man. Yes. You know, I'm like, holy fuck. And I know I've always told this dude, you call me, man. Yes. My phone's always on. Call me. If you're at that fucking point, you know, we lost one. Yeah. I had lunch with our, with my boy, Steve. Fucking Pagash. We had lunch that Wednesday, bro. Hmm. That Saturday, I got a call saying that he took his life, bro. At my, at, at my second kid's baby shower. I'll never fucking forget that call. Oh, I know. And I was like, I, 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 I said, what? He did what? No. There's no, we just fucking had lunch Wednesday, bro. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't even say, dude, that just like afterthought guilt. Yeah. Like, I should have saw something. Yeah. I fucking should have saw something. But I mean, it's it's like that was fucking, that was fucking hard, bro. Yeah. That was a hard pill to swallow because you didn't see it fucking coming out. You know, other people were like, yeah, you know, he had a lot of things going on and shit like that, and you know, he was battling on demons and shit like that. So, but I mean, that alone, but it all plays. It's all fucking full circle, bro. It's yeah. the culture, man. It's the fucking culture. But I always tell our guys, I'm like, call me, and I'm fucking. I love the fact that these guys are coming up to me. And they're like, hey, Mike, blase, blase, blah, like, hey, Mike, like, blase, blah, because they know, man, my fucking word is bond. I'm going to take care of you, bro. I'm going to do whatever I got to do 
so we get home. Same. Like, no matter what. Yeah, same same thing on my side. Because, uh, folks, Mike and I, we work on opposite sides. When he's working, I'm off. When I'm off, he's working. I have people that I never in a million years would have thought they were struggling. Yeah. Fuck and yeah, I have dude. people. Had no idea. Come find me at a call and be like, yo, can I talk to you for a second? And they go, hey, I, I, I listen to your podcast. I go, oh, thank you. So the first thing I say is thank you so much. Yeah. And they go, you know, are you struggling with stuff? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have. I'm not anymore. I have. And the reason why Mike and I are doing this is because we don't want people to feel ashamed about yeah. coming. They go, well, what was the first thing that you did? Did you have to tell the department? Hmm. No, no. And I walk them through it. I had a guy on Facebook. I belong to this group on Facebook. I'm not going to say who it is because there's anonymity to it. This person put on this Facebook group. I'm having a bad day and I'm struggling. I think today might be it. Hmm. I don't know what the fuck he meant, but you, yeah. you know what I did? I messaged him and I said, "Hey, listen, brother, a bit. I, I'm, I'm, I was never at your point, but yeah. I want you to take a step second. I want you to take a deep breath. Here's the link to my podcast. I'm not promoting something. I don't make anything off of this. Yeah, I'm not fucking rich off of yeah. this. Okay, Chevy, if you want to sponsor us, I'd love it. <laughs> um, I said, hey, check this link out. If it makes you laugh." There's some yeah. great information on there. Mike, the guy messages me. I think I screenshotted it. I yeah, said, yeah, you? I got it. Yeah. The guy sends me a reply the next day and he goes, hey, listen, dude, I tuned into your podcast. First of all, funny as shit. I love it. Um, don't be Steve. He's like, <laughs> yeah. thanks for talking me off the ledge. I call bluehelp.org. I'm getting some help. That's what it's all I appreciate. about. This guy's a patrol sergeant. Yeah. He's a patrol sergeant. Yeah. It's a demon. This guy, this guy has the ability to influence other officers yeah. Yeah. yeah this guy's mental stability is important and right. now what this guy's gonna do is is he's gonna pass the message on right so you can you can you can document us you can you can try and take us make us take down a podcast or whatever it ain't fucking coming down it, ever it, they can it, go it, fuck it's, themselves it's not, it's not it's only gonna get fucking it's it, dude there's no way it it's it's not the the feed the positive feedback and not just, again this is not just from our agency it's only from our agency because they're the ones we have direct contact yeah, with. Yeah. But there's so many other people on different platforms coming out of the woodworks like, hey, man, I mean, I'm getting texts left and right, bro. I mean, the guys are like screenshotting shit. Like, you know, my buddies, they work for the feds. Fucking yeah. fed guys. Yeah. And they're they're like, why didn't you fucking tell them you do this podcast, dude? Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. This is awesome. Like, you're wearing it. And, and the thing is, it's like, you know, people don't understand. Like, like I had this conversation with my mom. She was like, it's the same culture. At her job. Yes. But we're not putting our fucking lives on the line yes. every day. Yeah. So the the stakes are through the roof for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we just, we got to fucking, people got to do better, man. We got to do better as a culture. Like the culture is going to, it's going to change. Yeah. And that's why we did the union stuff because I got, I sat back and I saw this and said, mm, I don't agree with that. That's not fair. That's not fair. That's yeah. not fair. And I'm like, and then the spot opened. And I was on the fence and I got a fucking business outside of police work that we'll talk about later. And I'm like, oh, I got a lot going on. I got five. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm all in. Yeah. I'm tired of fucking sitting back. I hate being a fucking complainer. Yes. Yeah. I hate that shit. Dude. I was never a complainer. Never. Never. Now it's like, oh, this, this, and that. And then you're just a miserable fuck. Yeah. You don't want to come into work. You don't want to do, you're not motivated. Yeah. It's like you're tired of fucking seeing the same shit happen. It's like Groundhog Day every fucking day. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm done. So now, 
now, by the grace of God, we're in these position, these union positions. And if you all only knew what we've done mm. in the last month, two months, maybe I when was our when we were elected, yeah, the members don't even September, know. yeah, September. September, the members it's, don't even they know. have no idea, they have no idea, and why? Because now we're having full FaceTime personal meetings with the upper echelon, the chief and the deputy, not captains and lieutenants. Yeah. The chief and the deputy chief, and we're speaking for the good of the order, direct to the commander, and the commander-in-chief, and saying, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, they are wrong. Mm-hmm. And now, and he's like, he's getting it, because the problem that we've identified this guy's not getting fucking true and accurate information. Nor is it coming down from him accurate. Yeah. And you see that a lot with departments. And I'm a yes. firm believer. I had this conversation. Right. I've a, I, I had a conversation with somebody about the podcast and him and the chief. And I said, he is a forward-thinking forward chief. Mm-hmm. This is mental health. If mm-hmm. this affects, if this podcast is listened to 50 officers in this right. department, it's 50 people that are getting an outlet or resources that aren't getting it at all. Even if it was one. It, exactly. Even if exactly. it was just fucking one, I'd be happy. And, if and, we had one listener, yeah. that's it. That's and, what it's all about. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to do a PSA right now to, to, the, to the non-sayers, not just in my agency, but in other agencies. It's more than one that are listening in your agency. <laughs> that's right. The virus has officially infected your agency. Right. It's happening. People are listening, and they're going to demand excellence from you. Yeah. And you owe it to them to provide that excellence every fucking day. Mm -hmm. No more participation trophies. Right. No more everybody gets a fucking plaque. Not everybody gets a fucking dozen donuts. Stop giving blanket appraisals to people. And saying everybody's doing a fantastic job. Manage your people correctly. Do right. Lead your people. Those of you that Lead are your people. Right. Those that are hard workers and are performers that are not Steve will respect you for hip checking yeah. them into the boards when they're yeah. not doing their job. Because for me, if my boss brings me in my office and says, You are a shit bag, you haven't done this, this, or this, I'm gonna do a self-reflection, I'm gonna get out there. I'm going to find a parking lot and sit there. No, no. (laughs) I'm going to fucking get out there and do my fucking job. Yeah. Yeah. Make it right, bro. And that's the thing, man. It's like. I'm fired up. No, My fucking eye watch just went off and said, calm down, bro. Calm (laughs) down. No, it's, it's, you know, it's funny, man, because it's, I mean, like I said, we're going to do another episode of Leaders because it's, you know, it it needs to be said. It needs to be said. But, you know. Who do we do this for? So that we do it for, this is who I do this podcast for. I do the podcast for the guys, the boots on the ground, the hard charger, the guy that keeps his head down, the guy that does his job, who just, his goal Mm -hmm. is to put in an honest day's work. Yeah. And he's humble for being here. Yeah. Being in the position. And for me, my greatest accomplishment is walking in my house. Yeah. And my kids coming to me at the end of the day, and I'm like, "All right, that day's a fucking win. I'm home." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I made it. I'm here. I'm I'm here. Not everybody gets that in this profession. Yes, 
And we need to do better with taking care of each other, holding each other accountable. And if you're doing wrong, if a commander's doing wrong by you, fucking address it. Yeah. Address it with them. Speak up. Say, you know what, sir, ma'am, lieutenant, captain, whatever, sergeant, or even another officer. You're no, I don't agree. I don't I don't think so. Yeah. And that's when I was a sergeant, that's what I had with a lieutenant. I, we went back and forth on it, and I'm like, listen, this conversation's been a waste of my fucking time. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna have to disagree. We're gonna have to leave it at this because it's gonna get real prof- unprofessional real fast. Yeah. And I, I can't afford to lose my job right now. Yeah. Because there, there's there's times where this is gonna happen, but you gotta speak up, speak out. Yeah. And people and address things in roll call. I love it when guys are fucking fired up and shit's not right. Yeah. And then you know, they start talking to the commander, the commander just walks out of the room. Good. Good. Yeah. Keep fucking giving it to him. Yeah. Because that's what he needs to hear. Cause if you're not, if we're across this, especially now with the narrative, and we're gonna talk about politics and policing and the current administration versus the previous administration, we're, we're not gonna gonna get too much into red and blue, yeah, but just who's doing right by us. Yeah. For us. Yeah. And and that is a whole nother topic. But you got to hold people fucking accountable. People need to be held accountable yes. for their actions, Amen. especially from a fucking commander's point of view. So who do we do this for? This is I had wrote this down. I said, I said, we do it for the road guys. <laughs> we do it for the commander that sits in his office with the door closes closed and listens to this podcast. And silently fucking cries because he knows he's fucking Steve. <laughs> that. Oh. That's who we do it for. Yep. Dude. Pa- paper that, leaders, bro. Dude, fucking paper fucking leaders, bro. It's, you know, it, self-reflect, do better, do right by your people. Do Amen. right by, and that's, and that's what we want, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to be led. Everybody. Everybody wants somebody, you know, I got two guys and, you know, we were going to play a game. Who, who do you want at your retirement? Mm. Yeah, that'll be the next. That'll yeah, be we'll next have to do that. Like, yeah. who do you want at your retirement? Because it's funny because a couple guys are retiring. I'm like, oh, you know, who do you want at your retirement, bro? Who do you not want yeah, at your retirement? <laughs> the thing is, it's like, That's the, moral the list is real one. short. Dude, I've had The that, list is short. I've had, I've had that as a sergeant, uh, unfortunately, at a funeral. Yeah. That, who do you not want? Bro, that fucking funeral was fucking disgraceful, bro. Yeah. That's we'll, a whole nother topic. We'll, we'll have to that. talk about that later. Yeah. But all in all, that's that's I mean, that's all I gotta say about that. With part two of leaders, guaranteed there's gonna be a part three. We're still got former part Chief five. Baker. Oh, yeah. we're gonna keep fucking going with this because this is fire, man. Like I said, guys are calling me like leaders is fucking fire, bro. They needs to be heard. You're saying it, we're saying it, we're screaming it from the fucking mountaintops, bro. Amen. We're leading from the front. So that's all I got. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's another episode in the books. I want you to go check out bluehelp.org. Remember, we're here for you. Now, remember, we're on rollcallroom.com. You can email Mike or I. Mike's email is mike at rollcallroom.com. Mine is nick at rollcallroom.com. We are on Twitter at rollcallroom. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We're now on YouTube. Please, please, please subscribe on iTunes. Leave reviews and spread the word. All right, folks. Be safe out there.
all alone in these streets, cousin. Every man for himself in his land, we be gunning. And keep them show crews running like they supposed to. They come around, but they never come close to. I can see it inside your face. All right, fans, thanks so much for tuning in to another great episode of the Roll Call Room. I want to remind you that uh, we are on YouTube. Go on our YouTube channel and subscribe. We're also on Twitter at Roll Call Room. We're also on Facebook at Roll Call Room Podcast. We're also on Instagram. Uh, We're always asking for you guys to go on iTunes and rate us a five star with a comment. Um, Helps us climb the charts. Uh, Don't forget to check out bluehelp.org. If you're struggling out there um, and you need somebody to talk to, we highly recommend them. Don't forget about our nonprofit, um, tagfink.com. We got some great shows coming up soon. And uh, we love hearing from you guys. So please email us at nick at rollcallroom.com or mike at rollcallroom.com. And always take care of each other. Look out for each other and check on each other.